You are listening to the Critical Mass Radio Show, Orange County's business talk show focused on exploring topics of interest to CEOs who are leading middle market companies with your host, Richard Franzi. And welcome to this edition of the Critical Mass Radio Show and Podcast. I am your host, Richard Franzi, and this is podcast episode number 1197. Giving a workspace wowification can be the final touch you need to get the work efficiently flowing through your firm. Kelly Taylor, the CEO of MetWest, and her people do just that. She helps bring innovation and creativity to all spaces. MetWest is also one of the largest women-owned companies in Southern California. Kelly, welcome to Critical Mass Radio Show and Podcast. Well, hi, Rick. Thank you for having me. It's awesome to have you, my friend. Let's start simply. Can you tell us about your firm? You know, what makes MetWest unique from other firms in your industry or in the minds of your clients and your prospects? Well, we call it the MetWest Advantage. So we try and make the process of design, installation, and uh, manufacturing for your interior space as simple as possible. So the MetWest Advantage, we try to take a 360-degree view of the whole project. Mm -hmm. We try and become part of your team, working with your team because there's a lot of other members out there trying to do the same thing in the same place at the same time once we get down to the installation time. And what we found is when we were subbing things out, when we're using outside sources for uh, printing and outside sources for installing, nothing was getting done in the way that I wanted it to get done and the way that the client really deserved to have it done. Okay. So we've brought everything in-house now, and we've been doing this for many, many years. So we do everything from design services all the way to the installation side. Mm-hmm. And we try not to let you wonder what's gonna, what's this really going to look at. Right. So we do everything from design, or we can take your cocktail napkin design, and we can create from that. We do sampling. We go out and we measure, estimate the jobs. We also have in-house estimating. You can send us the plans, and we do all the takeoffs, so that saves you having to provide that to us. And then we go and we do the site check. We make sure that the glass is ready, that the sizes are right, that the wall size is right. And then we do the printing. We have uh, nine printers now in-house, and so they are able to create a lot of different textures and varieties of uh, products. And then, So we, I'm going to stop you, because I think the audience would benefit from knowing what is exactly the thing you do. I know the wildfication <laughs> factor, and I know the MetWest advantage. Yeah. What is it that people are hiring you to do? Well, we work with interior designers, contractors, and property management companies to create design, print, and install branded interiors. Okay. So we do amazing things for glass surfaces, walls, floors, ceilings, and even doors. Okay. And we're going to give people your website where they're going to be able to see some of this, because seeing is believing it. But you really allow companies to bring and personalize the workspace, don't you? Absolutely. And and that's important, I think, with uh, giving a workspace with the wildfication factor. But it's sort of like it builds to the feeling of when people come to work, it's not just drab for painted walls and a window, etc., right? Correct. We want to be inspired by your workplace. Right. You also want to message your internal and exterior and external customer. Uh-huh. So you want to have that opportunity through branding to be able to do that. So how did you how did you get into this? What, what, what's your story? My story is I needed a job. Don't we all? Okay. <laughs> okay. So I understood that there's uh, opportunities for women-based companies, you know, okay. women-based, you know, 
contractors. I didn't quite understand what all that meant, and we've kind of moved from that. But um, I saw an opportunity in graffiti, graffiti abatement. So it was putting on a wax-based system onto a, a retaining wall. Someone tags onto it. You spray hot water on it, and the graffiti falls off. And you put the wax base back up. So as we're doing that, I'd gotten Home Depot. I'd get thrifty. You got some really cool clients very quickly. But I saw another opportunity, and that was the the damage on the glass. They were tagged. Mm. The glass was tagged. It's expensive to replace glass. So I looked around the different industries to see what they were doing, and it seemed that the most noticeable one was the bus industry. Buses always have tagged windows. Right, they do. You drive by, and someone's tagged the darn thing. they got too much time on their hands sitting there. So I figured they were using acrylic panels, but I found a uh, basically a clear film they could apply onto the glass, and when they tag onto it, it would absorb the damage, Mm -hmm. and you could just peel it off and replace it with fresh film. Wow. And and so how long has MetWest been around? Well... MetWest has been around for 28 years, but I will say it was a home-based lifestyle business (laughs) for most of that time. Nothing wrong with lifestyle businesses. I think that's awesome. It's no longer that way. It's no longer that way. Four buildings and lots of people. Mm -hmm. Um, But I was uh, just kind of one day I woke up and I was like, "Uh uh-oh, this is not what I wanted. The home-based business. The home-based business. Okay. And I decided to blow it up. And I, I blew it up. How long ago was that? Less than 10 years ago. Okay. So the, the company that you have in place now is really only about 10 years old. Yes. Because the previous, you were doing it from your home and yeah, right through yeah. contractors and sort of third parties and yeah. things, right? Yeah. I was working like as a sub of a sub. Right. So right. That, was a whole different, that was a whole different style. Is this a crowded space where you're in? Or, or do you have unique differentiators? I mean, what is the niche that you're in and how do you... I mean, do you face a lot of other people who are trying to do what you're doing? People try, but they don't have the MetWest advantage. Okay. They're doing like I did at first, subbing things out to this person and that party, and you don't have control over quality at the very end. Right. By what we do is we have total control from the design aspect, the communication with the client. We're not just brought in as a third party, given an order to do this and do it. Mm-hmm. We're all custom now. We used to buy you know a roll of film off a rack and put it up on a window, and now we've moved so far from that model that everything has to take a lot of hand-touching. Mm-hmm. And so that's where we've learned to talk to interior designers, we've learned how to talk to contractors, and we've learned their language. They didn't have to learn ours. We wanted to make it as easy as possible for them to use us, so we went out and figured out what they needed us to be. So you mentioned something to me, I hope you don't mind me sharing it, um, t- too late, I'm going to do it, um, that you, your business model was not to make a sale one time, but to make a sale that had a relationship behind it. Can, can you explain that a little bit to our audience? Yeah, well, when I was first out, you know, selling, after I do my yoga class and read my newspaper, and that really dates me. That really is a lifestyle <laughs> business, right? Yeah. You know, and, and that's what I, that was what was important to me. And I was asking you, selling to, not yes, making yeah. one sale, but making a sale that had repeat sales behind it. So what I had to identify is, I didn't want to go door to door, I didn't want to do storefront. I just mm-hmm. thought that was just too much work. And uh, not that I wasn't willing to do the work, but it was also about, um, it wasn't the best way to grow a business. And even back then when I was just running everything myself, I still wanted to grow. So I figured, well, who's buying Who's selling my product? Who's reselling my product? You know, wh- where are these channels? And I identified the channels as glass companies. So I went after glass companies originally, and 
they would have lots of film projects. So once I developed a relationship with a glass company, they were buying me over and over and over and over. I wasn't reselling to them. Right. I was reselling to them every job I produced. Right, but you were their vendor of choice. I was their vendor of choice. And then, then I moved into um, moved from there into working with contractors directly. Mm-hmm. So we cut out the middleman. Mm. So the glass company was making 40 50% markup on me, and now they're going directly to me. They're saving that, and they're getting a better communication channel from me. Right. Then I figured out, well, who's buying the contractor? Well, I, I got up to the uh, interior designers. So now the interior designers are specifying us. Those specs go to the contractors. The glass gets put in, and we put the film on the glass, mm-hmm. or we put the film on the walls. Is there a difference in those two applications for, from your perspective? I mean, is there more creativity on glass than the wall, or can you do, is it seamless for you? It's it's crazy because I go down into our production department and I like we're doing what is that how did we get there I mean <laughs> who designed that get, you know uh-huh. and it's always so exciting to see what new things we 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 just did a, a pattern right now for um, a project that we're going to be uh, doing the mock up next week on and we created a three D effect through a pattern on a single piece of clear film mm-hmm. so this pattern looks like it's three D okay. It, it's just like a whole nother jump, a whole nother right. step for us. Right. And you have the equipment in-house to be able to put that on the film, to print yes. that image. Yes. Okay. And is that a competitive advantage for you then? Over Absolutely. Others? Okay. So you've, I've seen this equipment. It doesn't look inexpensive. It might last <laughs> a long time, but it ain't cheap, right? Yeah. I mean, so you've had to make some capital investments in to make this business make sense for you. Yes. There's a lot of capital investment. But as I made, I remember about my first printer cutter Rolanda, and um, that's her name. That was her name. Okay. We just retired her. Aww. She's someone. She's in someone's parts someplace. <laughs> poor thing. And then my second investment was uh, Stinky and Zippy. So they were two printers that were used. I barely had enough business to keep Rolanda busy. Right. And I bought Stinky and Zippy, and I said I'm going to buy them, and the customers will come. Wow. Well, it did. Wow. Good so for you. it was kind of a. A backward strategy, but I just believed in what we were doing. I believed that we could do it. Mm-hmm. I really believe we could do it. And you need different types of machines to do different type of work, right? Correct. I mean, we're doing walls, we're doing glass. I mean, I have to imagine those are different printers that are printing different materials to go on those two. Yeah, different materials, different textures, different um, things. Do you consider yourself artistic? Oh man, no, no. I'm I'm like always in my head. I'm always redesigning things, but uh-huh. I'm I'm a stick figure person. Okay, I could never quite get that figured out. Right, but you're in a creative space. I mean, this wowification factor that we're talking about mm-hmm. in the Met West Advantage. I mean, you're enabling artistic people to sort of realize their vision in the workspace. I just hire better than me. Okay. Well, right. that's that's a key lesson to be learned, ladies and gentlemen, right? Is, <laughs> is is hire people better than you. I like to ask my guests about, since my third book came out, Unintended Consequences. Oh. So, Kelly, did you ever have a strategy or strategic decision that came, that the outcome was somewhat different than what you had intended? And if so, could you share that experience with our audience? I had intended to have a full product launch, a peer hatch. Okay, which we haven't mentioned yet, but we'll talk about. We'll talk about that. So we just, we were, the the patent was just around the corner. So we knew that we had to start doing, uh, get the branding together and get the marketing. So at that time, it was called, it was um, a different name for the company. And we hired a marketing company. And 
we spent the first month I was not too sure about her um she just didn't have any background or support she was like a one-woman show and we were asking for more things than i think she could deliver and it was it was a little questionable there but so we're still moving ahead with launching this brand new product i mean we've got it was, uh, I think, a, well, it was under $100,000, but not much. It was wow. it was a big budget that we had to get right. this product going out. And so the first Saturday of the month, I get up, start looking at emails in the morning. I'm seeing all these charges from American Express. Boom, boom, boom. They're just, they're just coming on. It's coming through, coming through. I'm like, what is going on? So this marketing company that we hired had just moved. I don't know if it's a financial thing. I don't know what happened. Okay. But she taps my American Express card for two months worth of bills. Her bills. Her bills. I wow. just things that hadn't even happened yet. Wow. And um, I got, I got it stopped. Thank goodness for American Express. I love American Express. But it really threw me for a loop. I was so excited about launching and moving forward. And I said, let's just go. And this just took the air out of my sails mm-hmm. completely. So from that, for some reason, I decided to give the name. The original name was Write a Wall. Okay. So I give the name and the logo that we had come up with to my attorney. And I said, just, just run this. Thank goodness. Thank goodness we had stopped the project. Okay. Because there was another company out there with the name Write a Wall with a logo that was so similar. Oh, my goodness. And they had been in business for a number of years. And so, like... Holy cow. So thank goodness we got stopped before we unloaded all the money right. out into the universe. Right. It stayed with us. Um, it took us another month to come up with the name Pure Hatch. And again, remember when you name companies nowadays, you have to go buy how much you want to pay for the URL. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right. <laughs> so that, that was within our budget. And um, then we had to just redo all the branding. But thank goodness we caught this before we launched. And then we have launched under the wrong name. Right. We've had legal problems. Right. And we brought, brought it back and did more due diligence before the next launch. Interesting. Can we talk about Pure Hatch a little bit? Yeah. What is Pure Hatch? It's like cool. Okay. So <laughs> Pure Hatch is It's your next innovation. It's innovated, it's patented, and it's hot off the presses right now. Okay. So Pure Hatch came about as a solution for those awful white ghosted walls. So I had just been in, uh, we had just finished a job and I went back to the office two or three months after they had moved in. They wanted to do a little additional work. So I'm sitting there in the conference room looking at this brand new wall that was writable, that was all dark and ghosted and not very attractive. And you could see that they had tried to clean it, but they could never get it clean. Okay. So I'm going to ask you, ghosting is what? Whenever you walk into a room that has a dry erase board on it and when it's not clean, it's that residue that will not come off. Okay. It's just that awful muck. Right. And you can see last week, last month, and last year's stuff still on there. Right. So we figured Thank out you. how to get rid of ghosting. We've completely eliminated it. Okay. And it's warranted. So it always looks brand new? Always looks brand new. And this is called Pure Hatch? It's called Pure Hatch. And so how, how has the market reacted to this concept, to this innovation? It's been <laughs> surprisingly... It's been very unique. I did not quite expect the kind of response that we've had. Okay. Um, we've signed with a partnership relationship with Armstrong, which is a multi-billion dollar right. company just in one division here in the U.S. And we've got interest from over 780 representatives across the country now to sell Pure Hatch. So you've really found a, 
a solution to a nagging problem. It's right? a nagging, awful problem. Because all other writable walls are going to end up ghosting over time. They end up ghosting. They're difficult to get on. They don't have. They oh. don't look good. Oh, really? Yeah. The so, so on the top, on top of that, they're not a very usable product. It's not very much fun. Yeah, okay. It just does not look good. Do you solve those problems for people too? We solve those. Ours goes on just like a wallpaper, just like wall covering. Was this a conscious effort, or did you? I mean, let's be honest. Was it something that you were out searching for? Is it something that you've spent a lot of time to? Solve this problem? Was it fortuitous for you where you as an entrepreneur and businesswoman were in the right place at the right time? You know, kind of help our audience of other entrepreneurs understand because it sounds like you're on the uh, the beginnings, beginnings of something big, maybe even bigger than MetWest. I don't know. This, this is this is bigger than MetWest. Okay. It's, it's, I think it was just the opportunity. I'm sitting there in that office looking at this wall thing, and I can do better than that. I can figure this out. And that was just kind of like my inspiration. Like, I can figure this out. And it took three years. It wasn't something that just happened okay. overnight. Okay, so you, you were intentional about finding a solution, yes. developing a product that yes. solved that problem. Yes, so lots of R&D, lots of testing, lots of dirty walls at our office space. <laughs> not, that one's not <laughs> that right. Time, that's not going to work. <laughs> that's not going to work. Um, but it was also fun. I mean, once we got the, the graphic element in there and the branding element, um, that's what's so fun about this. It's not your white wall. I mean... Vanilla has its place, but I'm a chocolate right. with sprinkles person. Okay. I like color. I like image. I like branding. Uh-huh. And I like that we can bring a message into a space. Right. But you, wow. Where are you right now with Peer Hatch? So Peer Hatch, we're launching. We just uh, started signing up reps now. And we've got uh, the Armstrong relationship. We have reps that we're bringing on board. We were at Neocon last year, so we got a lot of traction from that. Neocon's the, uh, the large interior design show. Mm-hmm. And then... We were noticing on our CRM, we use HubSpot, uh, we use that for our marketing and for our CRM, that uh, one-third of the people coming onto our website were schools, one-third of the searches. So we did a show called Ed Spaces, a trade show last year, which uh, is to um, schools, right. you know, K-9 through and universities. And that was incredible. So like all of a sudden now... That's a new market. That's a whole new market. And then Fast Signs asked us to be part of their family. Hmm. So now we're partnered with Fast Signs. Wow. And uh, we have people on board getting orders. So it's coming from all sorts of different places. And uh, we just we have the new building in Las Vegas that we'll, we're moving all the, the uh, manufacturing to. Okay. So you're setting up a second location dedicated to Pure Hatch. Yeah. Which happens to be in Las Vegas, Nevada. I bought a nice building out there. Beautiful. Yeah. Now hopefully yeah. it's big enough for all the demand that's coming your I way, I hope you fill it up very fast. All right. A couple more questions. We're going a little bit long here. Is that okay, Polly? All right. Can you share with our audience your experience as a member of the critical mass community? Well, I think I'm one of your newer members. Yes, you are. Yeah. And it's been really fun. And there's a lot of different roads and paths that led me to you. Yes. That being said, I found a lot of value with the weekly, the monthly meetings and having two people in there presenting. So you get a lot of value each time that I've been there. And then you've given me opportunity to to go to other events, see other people, listen to other presenters. Steve Jobs one was pretty cool. Yes, right. That was like really cool. And so I've learned from you different things. And then what was interesting too is how all this stuff kind of ties around is I was at one of the events you asked invited me to and I sat down next to a gentleman that his wife developed the software for Boundtown, mm-hmm. which is lead gen. Mm-hmm. And so I'm talking with them and we decided to have a, a sales call with one of his team members and we decided to bring it on board. And 
when we were at the sales call after you know we we're, were doing our talking, he had invited me to this event that was coming up. And I get back to my email, and you had just asked me to that same event. So I was like, that's a really nice circle. That's a tight circle. But, you know, in our company, we believe in peer-to-peer education. So my director of operations is in a key group, Mm -hmm. and my um, office manager is in a peer group. Mm -hmm. And we, you know, I'm always out learning. I'm always uh, Goldman Sachs. I was at uh, Tuck. Mm -hmm. Um, We've got, uh, I'm in in the Catapult program with Capital One right now. So there's a lot of things. I'm always out trying to learn to make things better. And I was first introduced. That's where my growth happened is, you know, Less than ten years ago, when I was introduced to Vistage, right, and someone said, "Just drop me in there," and it's like, "Oh my gosh, I did not know what I did not know. <laughs> I thought I had this business. Right. No, <laughs> You're right. I had I had something completely different than wow. what I wanted." Well, I'm I'm glad you decided to spend time in the critical mass community. It's wonderful having you there. Um, two more questions, and then we'll be. Uh that will be done here on Critical Mass Radio Show. I always like to ask the business owners, entrepreneurs, about their what we call guiding principles. In other words, your core philosophy that you use to develop and enhance and build the culture of both Pure Hatch and MetWest. Well, we want to make things as simple as possible for the customer. So we have we believe that communication is very important with the customer, that they be able to reach us, that we reach out to them in a timely fashion. So at Metropolitan West, you don't get an answering machine. You get a live person within two rings. And we have four people answering the phones, so wow. phones are quite busy. <laughs> um, when we get emails, we want to make sure that um, they're answered that day or, or at least started on, start mm-hmm. to get the information that, that's requested. We don't wait till the end of the week to get back to an email. And the same communications within the team and within within our staff that you know, communicating with each other, making sure that our customer service is exemplary and that the customer is always first. That being said, we're remodeling right now to make communication better. We have one, we have four offices, and one of them is really, really tight. Mm-hmm. So we moved one one part of our production to another building, and now we're opening up the space, and we'll have an actual like huddle room. Mm. We'll have an open table to work on and collaborate. We're still doing desks. I think we're not doing um, workstations, but everyone will have an assigned place. But um, we our communication. Everyone was on top of each other, and I don't think there was a good flow there. Mm-hmm. I think a lot of the energy was getting getting halted. So pretty excited about uh, about the new space. So if I have you back in a couple of years, what's going to be different, Kelly Taylor? What's going to be different? Well, mm-hmm. I'll tell you what's probably going to happen. It's probably going to be something new. Okay. I think that um, next time you talk to me, in one year, three years, or five years, yes, probably all three, uh-huh. I will be completing. One innovation, mastering it, yes. and starting the next innovation. Wow. That's exciting because um, you're continuing to find different solutions for customer problems around a similar niche in space, right? Correct. Pure Hatch is a perfect example of sitting in a room and going, I can do better than I did, mm-hmm. and figuring out how to do that. Yes. took you three years, but now you're about... <laughs> but that just speaks how challenging the task was to yeah. do it, which is probably why the industry hasn't figured out how to do it yet. Yeah. So good luck with that. Thank if you. If someone would like to find out more about you, MetWest or Pure Hatch, where should they go? Everything can be found on metwest.com. I'm going to ask you to spell that. M-E-T-W-E-S-T.com. All right. And from there, they can get to Pure Hatch? Yeah. And they can find out about you? Yep. And there's a lot of images? Yep. 
so they can kind of see this kind of stuff you're yeah. capable of doing. All their social media, bio, everything about me is on there. Well, not everything. Right. Um, and then uh, lots of images. You want images? We got images. Right. And I highly recommend that because if you're looking for inspiration or kind of ideas on your next uh, space, mm-hmm. this is a great place to see what other people have decided to do, which might get your creativity fired off and maybe come up with your own ideas. Although you're always a phone call away, I hear. Absolutely. For consulting and advice. Absolutely. All right. But, well, uh, thank you for being a part of the Critical Mass community, a friend, and giving of your time today to talk about your two companies and your entrepreneurial journey. I've enjoyed it. Great, Rick. Thank you so much. It was like good to think about things from the past, too. Yes. It was kind of nice to, yeah. to bring that up. So yeah. thank you for that opportunity. My pleasure. And I want to thank our engineer, none other than Mr. Paul Roberts, and our three producers without whom we could not do this show. They are Joan Park, Crystal Nunley, and Haley Stern. If you'd like to connect with me, I'd say let's do it on LinkedIn. I'm Richard Franzi, F-R-A-N-Z-I. And until our next show, I hope all of your business decisions will move your company in a positive direction. You have been listening to Critical Mass Radio Show Business Talk Show, focused on exploring topics of interest to CEOs who are leading middle market companies. With your host, Richard Franzi.